What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. It's Thursday night. It's beer show night here on 1500 ESPN online. You can find us as always at 1500ESPN.com. We are live inside of the TCL broadcast studios. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, good sir. How you doing, Reavers? You look real sharp, all dressed up today. Yeah, we had kind of a cool uh, uh, radio station conglomerate kind of luncheon to talk about the year and, you know, people raising money for this cause and that cause. Sure. and. Um, the Brewers Ball was, okay. was highlighted amongst amongst oh, uh, nice. a lot of those things, um, which is literally my one of my favorite events of the entire yeah, year. And it's, you it's get such to a MC blast. It, so yeah, yeah it's fun. Everybody for everybody's yeah. involved, and it's a lot of fun, and we get to hang out with cool brewers and stuff. So that was part of the uh, that was part of the festivities today. Cool. Did anybody come up and say to you, "Are you on my talk"? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> but oddly enough, that's this is not a joke. Sure. You know, my talk does a ton. Yeah, uh, and they're a, a sister of station of this station. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So one of the slides that the boss Dan used was from 2011 when I was still on that yeah, station. My talk. Okay. So there's my mug with the with the rest of the my talk on there. Like, I had a lot of hair then. Oh man, it was thick. It is funny to when you go go back through time um, like that. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it was at the uh, Radisson Blue, cool, uh, very uh, very swank place down at uh, Mall of America Way. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Um, always, always a good time. It's so, nice. It's a nice medium for being able to do a lot of charitable things, right? Because yeah. you have such incredible power of the airwaves yes. that so many people listen. They can learn so much. It's just a really sharp way to do it. And I was taught early on in this business by a lot of really smart people that are still in this business mm-hmm. and at various stations, either in this market or in, in other parts of the country, that it kind of really showed me, held my hand through this thing. Listen. This is a vital aspect of what we do here. Absolutely. And which is which is really good. So that was really ingrained in my head from the very beginning. And I'm glad and I'm glad it was because it is important for what we do. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not laying brick. No, it's not you know, it's not a, a pretty physically good job. demanding yeah. job. So but I have a really uh, hot button issue and I want to get the thoughts from both you, Mike Fredaloni, and you, Manny Hill. About this very hot button issue, because it was debated at length uh, on the Garage Logic podcast. I know what it is, but I, and I, I knew you would know. Well, I'm I'm thinking so, it's those tof, topless coffee shops where you no, drive up. No, like no, sh- should no. they be banned or should they not? So I got an email from Pete. His name is Pete Fox. He's a diehard, not only a GL listener, but a diehard beer show Love it. Hi, uh, Pete. listener. So uh, I, I told him I would bring this up with you guys when we did the show tonight because I had introduced. Uh, some verbiage that all of those guys had never heard of before. And oh, so it relates to the beer. I know this one. Yes. Uh, hey, Reavers, as you know, I'm from St. Louis, which I did know about that. Uh, did know that about Pete. Uh, you have also, you, you have also friends in St. Louis that listen to the beer show. For many years, people in St. Louis would just call Budweiser beer, as in, hey, get me a beer meant, hey, get me a Budweiser. Mm. All right. Well, times changed a little bit when Bud Light was introduced. Bud was called leaded, and Bud Light was called unleaded. Mm-hmm. 
I've never heard it referred to, or I've never heard it referred to as diesel, which is what I called it yes. on, on the podcast. But hey, whatever floats your boat. My wife is uh, from the Twin Cities, so I now live here in Woodbury. I love many of the craft beers, but a cold Budweiser is hard to pass up every now and then. Just the smell of it instantly takes me back to St. Louis, and I'm watching a Cardinals game at Bush Stadium. By the way, thanks, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and the entire beer show crew, Pete. So that's cool. Of so Manny, hold on, because yeah. I know you you have heard of it referred to as a diesel before. I have never heard of oh, it you until haven't. you said it on the podcast. Manny, have you ever heard a Budweiser referred to as a diesel? No. Oh, my I God. So I am no. the weirdo. Why wouldn't it be leaded and unleaded? Exactly like he said. Well, when he's he was from St. Louis. Yeah, so that mm-hmm. has to have. But maybe it's just a Faribault mm-hmm. thing. But it's not because I got a ton of feet. I think it, it, it might w- just be a Reavers thing. It's Well, it could be. <laughs> it might just be a Chris Reavers, Reavers thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> not even the Reavers family, but just I Chris. But I think it's more a, a rural thing okay. because a lot of people were... I seriously should show you guys how much email I, it's, I'm not joking. Really? So I, I got, people said, yeah, I never heard of it that way, but people were very passionate about this topic. Hmm. You know, I've had a lot of Budweiser in my life. Never in my entire life has anyone said to me, I, I'm going to have a diesel. I would have really? never, I had no you idea either, what you were man? talking about. Never, oh never. my God. Okay. So I think it's a rural thing. Cause I, the, the guys and gals that were emailing saying, yeah, out here in, you know, good hue. Uh, was it was a spot? There was another one that called in. I think it was from the Painesville area that said, "Yeah, that's what we call it out here. We call it diesel." We should call my nephew, who happens to work for Budweiser. Sure, and he would know because he's been selling Bud for a very long time. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't know, we should go. Well, I don't know who hey, that is. Manny, yeah. is the phone line? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll grab it. I'll no, see I was just gonna say we, we could just take it blind on the ear. I don't care. Sure. All right, let's do it, it this yeah. way. Fifteen hundred ESPN in the beer show. Who's this? Hey, this is Andrew. Andrew. I don't need to get on the air. I don't need to get on the air. Just tell Reavers he is an idiot. Okay. <laughs> he, but you are on the air. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, well, Reavers is an idiot. All right. But he's right. It is referred to as diesel. Okay. And I don't drink, and I know that. Okay. How, now, say, are you rural? Do you live? Do you have a. Um, can you. When you look outside, do you see any farm implements or animals? I, I can if I drive about 100 feet. Okay. All right. However, however I live in Annandale now. I grew up. In New Hampshire, I spent three years in Oregon, and I spent the last 16 years in Lakeville. And Lakeville's pretty well developed now. Yeah, sure. Lakeville's not I've the sticks it, anymore. I've heard it all over the place. Really? Yeah. So not oh. just in this state, but in your other stops, Andrew. You've heard? Okay, cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening, man. I appreciate yep. it. Have a good night. You yeah. bet. I love that. A, don't put me yeah, on don't the air. Don't be Too late. <laughs> Sorry, we did. Uh, but B, Reavers is an idiot, but. Yes. Which is totally fine, because I am an idiot. That's pretty good. You know, I swear to God. We should just take more calls because every time we take calls, <laughs> right? Every sure. time we get a caller, they it's like they're the clearest. I listen to other radio shows uh-huh. and you people do? are morons when they call in. Moron. Our listeners, mm-hmm. they're coherent. They know what they're talking about. They they get that they're on the air. You don't have to tell them to turn on the radio. Well, I'm so impressed. Some shows will, and I'm not accusing anyone on this station, but you know, some might just say, hey, don't put people on that sound smarter than me. And I oh, wish I was lying about that. Really? I'm just kidding. I had no idea. Um, okay. But okay, so so you two had never heard of it either. Never heard of it. Nope, so never heard to it. Maybe you're way. just really cosmopolitan on the East Coast. Maybe it's an East Coast thing. No, you just it strictly is a Rice County thing. It is. I'm almost okay. positive that, that that's what it is. But what was cool was getting kind of the other you know slang terms for for that product mm-hmm. because anyone that has ever consumed a a beer has had a Budweiser. Absolutely. At, at some point. At some point in time, you are starting with a Budweiser. But I do like how Pete had the, had the had the added dynamic of, you know, the smell 
taking him to Bush Stadium because literally that's not anytime I have one. That's what I have is I'm I'm in St. Louis. It's a hundred degrees and I'm watching the birds. Isn't play that funny? Oh, it's awesome. I, I, I love that. Whenever I smell stale beer, I lived in a fraternity on the University of Minnesota for two weeks. Right, I lived there for two weeks and then I had like three roommates and I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm I can't out of take here. this. Right? right, but the great great guys. I should have stayed. But the moment I smell stale beer, it brings me right back Instantly. to freshman in college. I'm like, oh, that's what the fraternity smelled like. Well, so it also reminded me of another story, and I and I don't know if I've shared this with both of you, but uh, this would have been 2004, 2005. Uh, my, my good friend Kurt had just moved to St. Louis mm-hmm. to do radio. I was not working in radio at the time. I was doing something else before I'd started working here. And so a buddy of mine, Nate and I, we went down to go visit him and, you know, take in the sights. I've I've never been to St. Louis before. Go see the arch. Absolutely. We're going to take in a ball game, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, of course, you don't have to say taking a good ball game because you could be going to assume you could be going anywhere and you're going to take in a ball game. (laughs) Well, but St. Louis, you're going to a big, I mean, that's, that, that's the summer you're going to a ball game. game. Well, in any event, so we get there and he worked, like I said, he had, he worked in radio. Mm -hmm. And so, one of his duties was doing, you know, pregame and postgame for Cardinals at uh, this bar called Mike Shannon's. Mike Shannon is the uh, he's the Burt Blylevin of of the Cardinals. Same he does same. the radio stuff and whatnot, and he's beloved. He's a beloved mm-hmm. old ball player that in town. And so, this is you know way before I had wised up and came over to the craft beer side. I was more of a domesticated light beer drinker. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So we go down there. It's you know ninety degrees, but we went to a night game. We're we're hanging out and. And I go, well, I'll, I'll get us around, you know. So I, I walked up to the, the 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 bar, and I said, "Yeah, I'll take a Coors Light." And 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 the look, I mean, I'm really thirty eight feet from okay. Bush Stadium, and the and the guy like turned, and it was like the cricket, you know, the like, music stops, yeah. like and everybody just glanced. The like, piano player stops <laughs> everything. And I went, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." Uh-oh. I should maybe order myself a Budweiser real quick, or a Bud Light, or a Bud Light at, at minimum. Yes. But it was like, "Oh no!" So again, and my buddy goes, "No, we, we you don't do that here." Either. Really? I go, "Well, then why do they serve it? Yeah. Why why is it even being offered?" Because guests, right. guests come in, but they they knew right oh, then you were was, not a local. It, it was pretty funny. It, uh, it was pretty. Funny. How times so, have changed. Well, and now honestly, when when they sold, I think the tune of that town really changed. They where were released from the bondage of Budweiser, but I think more so they were almost hurt by. Um, it, it, it became because that was the fabric of that mm. town. That product Absolutely. was was completely. You could not go anywhere. Without that, it was that St. Louis, and then and then when they sold, I think a lot of that kind of diminished to a certain extent. I can see that St. Louis is not known as a prosperous town, and Budweiser is a prosperous company. Yeah, so it's a big deal because I I do remember going to a convention once in St. Louis and leaving the convention center and walking downtown, and there's a shopping mall there, and I walk in and it is it is dilapidated, it is empty, but yet they had one kiosk open, and that kiosk sold bulletproof vests. Really, (laughs) and I was like. Well, this isn't the right area to Ooh. be in when the one store that's like widely open and people are trying Ooh, them on. Right. It was the bulletproof vest oh kiosk at the, you know, totally empty equivalent of Rosedale. So did, did they have one in your collar? Did you they, pick they, one out? I wanted an extra small and they just, it <laughs> wouldn't show off my pecs quite as well. All right. So Pete, I got to your, I got to your email and uh, I guess not only on that show, but also on this show, I'm the only one that has ever called it that or, or referred to it as a diesel. I guess at least other people have validated now. Well, and I, they, I seriously went. At first, I thought, God, am I, 
Am I just, is, is this it, just something I learned in Faribault? Which, and, which you, yeah. you know, you, you find things sure. out like that because Absolutely. that's just something I always grew mm-hmm. up with, but I thought that that was pretty funny, but uh, at least Andy called it to verify that I, I am not. Alone, when I so. found out that other people's parents tell them they love them, I was like, <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My parents tell me they love me all the time. Oh, it's just a joke. So funny. Okay. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We're going to step aside for just a brief moment, and we're going to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Yes, it's that weekly time for the weekly beer run. Do not touch that radio dial. We'll be right back. I can get you both. Get you You're tuned in to the beer show yeah, I can fix them. on 1500 ESPN. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's beer show now continues. Never change, Mike Fredoloni. Please never change. I'll try. It's the beer show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. And that means we welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. They have the best bottle shops in the Twin Cities, uh, located in South Minneapolis at Hiawatha and 42nd, and in White Bear Lake at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. And Ryan is here representing Elevated this evening. Merry Christmas, my man. Merry Christmas to you as well. So uh, here we are. It's the, the holiday season. Everybody's having people over. As guests are going somewhere, to, I mean, it's it ain't slowing down. No, it's we've kind of felt the pickup, you know, just about a week and a half ago, and it just has been that steady build that we know is going to continue all the way through the end of the year. It's, it seems like New Year's Eve is kind of that that culmination of of our entire. Uh, and then, of course, January second, everybody's like, "Nope, I'm going to get it. in shape and I'm going to lose some weight." And then Pay by about January eleventh, start thinking about taxes. I mean, like, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's complete then, lockdown. Yeah, you have, some, but then you have Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that's oh, true. true. If the Vikings yeah. make the playoffs, it sort of changes everything. Um, if they made the Super Bowl. <laughs> That would be uh that might be me trying to laugh. They're gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> Are they? I don't know if they're gonna make the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't? No. I do. Let me go ahead and tell you. That you I, don't think they're going they to. They are not going to. Okay, make yeah, the Super Bowl. I, I yeah. don't think that they but are. But isn't either. when you least expect it that it's most likely? No, that's happen. what we say. Because they've suckered us in this town for too long. <laughs> okay, I, I don't want to get too sidetracked, yes. but you guys want to know something that's in the back of my head right yes. now. Um, so my wife and I were talking about you know, make, taking a trip and planning this and planning that, husband. me being a better husband, okay. and, you know, stop drinking so much, <laughs> yeah. you know, things, things like that. Kind of standard Tuesday stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were kind of going through each other's calendars, like, you know, what, what would be a good time to go? Because she's got a pretty hectic work schedule mm-hmm. that, you know, I need, and she makes more money than I do. So sure, I have to, and, and she's like, to, she's saving to, lives. Right, so, right, yeah. exactly. I'm just, you know, be, talking on the radio with you jerks. Um, <laughs> but we were, so we were, we were kind of aligning this thing. She she said, well, actually, this week would make a lot of sense, and we would be leaving Super Bowl Sunday. Really? And I'm thinking, well, they're not going to make it. You know, no. they're not gonna. And I'm thinking, now watch. Now watch. They're going to go on a run and oh. make it because I booked this. Why, why would you even care? You're the guy who flies to another town to go to the Super Bowl I knew this was and then leaves out. at halftime yeah. with the most amazing comeback in the history oh, yeah. of any Super Bowl. everybody saw that coming at halftime when it was 20 no, to 3. No, but all those people who spent five grand for a ticket and flew there decided to stay an extra hour to check if something was going to happen. But it's when Reavers makes that sacrifice that everyone yeah. benefits, yes, right? Yes, that's <laughs> true. But yeah. I so he's doing it again. 
Well, just make sure you take a flight that has a... An um, opt-out? No, make a flight that has a TV on it, because that's all right. You can watch, right? Well, I think we could fly out early enough. I'm just, I was just thinking I needed to be there. Oh, okay. But that ain't going to happen. You're going to go someplace anyway. great. Right. We got planet. way sidetracked. Okay. Our guest is like, oh my God, is this what they talk about here? <laughs> um, so what we do during this segment every every week is we highlight a a, a cool, unique, and different craft brewery uh, uh, during this segment. And uh, we've got a familiar face in studio this week. Yeah, we do. A great friend of the beer show in Lake Monster Brewing. We've got Matt Zanetti here with us. These guys, I mean, God, I was talking to Matt in the green room, and it's it's kind of crazy, but they 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 seemed new not that long ago, but now they're yeah. kind of OGs in the, in the industry. They're right down the street from the studio here, University and Vendalia. Vendalia. Yeah. So, so Matt, Matt, I was going to say the same thing, but how many years has it been for you guys at Lake Monster? Uh, I mean, it's a longer story. Just quickly, five uh had product five years sure um in the market oh, uh, we opened our years. tap room and production brewery um we literally like say just like a mile down the road yep. on vandalia and between university and 94 uh it was three years ago december 4th wow so we kind of suck at anniversary parties and that we don't have <laughs> an anniversary party but uh we do post things on the social media things. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I have people that do that. I'm old and I can't do those things. But we are releasing uh, our milk stout. We put in a couple of bourbon barrels um, for 18 months. And we are releasing that tomorrow. So anybody wants to come by the tap room? So I had a sneak peek Ryan of this beer. Ryan joined me for a beer and, before uh, the show. and Yeah, that was how it worked yeah. out. It was it was yeah. fantastic. Heaven Hill barrels, um, eighteen months as you said. I mean this this beer. It's I mean it's just it's an absolute yeah. dream, especially if you love barrel aged stuff. Matt, when you're barrel aging something, do you have to turn that barrel? Is that dumb to ask, or do you just let the barrel just absolutely sit? Oh my, first? I just stare at it. Well, I mean it you know how like you dock so, like you dock a, a wine bottle, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. No, it's you, super you legitimate question. These are things uh, that I had no idea. I have a par- unfortunately I have a my partner, my the brewmaster, the other sure. Matt, um, who uh, is definitely. His expertise is in um, brewing beer. Uh, but he actually has a journalism degree. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. Did a beer talk show in college. So he is with his one year old tonight. Oh, so he's on to my gig. Oh, nice. Um, so he, he, <laughs> he can speak at this a lot better. But essentially, what I saw was he put the beer in these barrels and he bought these metal stand things. Mm-hmm. And it sat there. And then never, and yeah. he never touched yeah. it again. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'd forklift him away from the wall. Okay. So I could sweep. And then you put them right back. Right okay. Because <laughs> I didn't wow. know. Every like, month or so, I'd be like, are we going to uh, try those? And so he bought some stainless steel nails, and he drilled a little hole in the barrel, mm-hmm. and uh, beer squirts out, and he's crazily trying to catch it, and yeah. some goes all over the floor, and then he pounds the little stain. He sprays it with a sandy solution, mm-hmm. pounds the nail in, wow. comes back a couple months later, pulls the nail out. Tries it again. Really? <laughs> That's sprays crazy. the nail with the sandy solution. Pounds it. Sprays so when the you, barrel with the sandy stuff. Mm, when you hilarious. do a beer as unique as that, is there a, a, a template? Is there a set of instructions on how long to leave it in there? Or, or are you simply just going by gut experience and kind of knowing when you've got a good feel for that kind of beer? Chris, it's, it's a super good question. Thank you. That's what and I do. No, here. no. It's, I, I ask those questions a lot. It's interesting. We had a meeting last night and I was, you know, trying because it this this bourbon barrel aged milk stout turned out. It's it's really lovely. 18 months might have been a little too long. Okay. It's, for my taste, it's a little boozy. Um, but 
these things take a lot of time and experience. Like breweries and brewers have been doing this at great craft breweries around the country, and they've got 10, 15 years of experience. And again, you know, when you're doing something on the on the volume that some of them do, you've got 300 barrels or f- I don't know how many KBS, right. like how many barrels do they sure. have? Yep. So they test each one and they're like, "Oh, that one's going down the drain." Okay. <laughs> and then they blend them all together. Yeah, so they, so they create that consistency. Yeah, create consistency by, by and blending them yep, together. Make sure they're good. We Were you guys able to do two barrels? Okay, it's two barrels. No. So, so you're not blending. It's just and you surely aren't pouring it down the drain. You're like, nope, this is making it into the we'll bottle. We'll take this yeah. one to the beer yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so what Ryan is, tried. Is there he barrel one it. and barrel two available on tap then, or how does that work? Is it just kind of are they close enough to where it really doesn't matter? I uh, don't know. That's Matt a great question. I saw him doing it, and I was like, oh, you're putting in the kegs. Wonderful. We should release that as part of the anniversary that we missed. <laughs> Our own. Yeah. Well, then you hit Christmas. Yeah. So but it's, it's kind of like a marriage. You know, it's not that you don't care. You just, you know, you, you get distracted yeah, by certain you're busy. things. Hey, oh, you know what? We forgot. Let's go out for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> right. Better, same yeah, thing. Why don't you just make dinner for me, honey? You always <laughs> well, enjoy doing that. that. Sitting around yeah. drinking. And or like, that. Ah, and my, my drink is getting kind of cold, so uh, I need to. Lake Monster Brewing is the guest here on the beer show, courtesy of Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Uh, two tastings, by the way, folks. That's what they do at Elevated. Every time they bring one of these uh, awesome breweries on, they feature them uh, at both of their locations. So this Friday... From 5 to 7 p.m. at the Minneapolis store, again on Hiawatha and 42nd in South Minneapolis, uh, a free tasting to try out Lake Monster. Also this Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. at the White Bear Lake store at Highway 61 and 4th Street in downtown White Bear Lake. You get the chance to come in, you know, get get your stuff, but also you're going to get the chance to try really cool beer, and you're going to get going to get to do it for free. Yeah, and, and Lake Monster will be there at those times. I should mention we have a completely packed calendar of, of tastings throughout the entire weekend here and into next week and into the following weekend. So go to elevatedbws.com for that full lineup. But yeah, super excited to have Lake Monster in, in both stores this weekend. So I have to ask you, Matt, I couldn't help myself. I just, I just had a little sip of the apple cranberry sour ale. And I, Mike will attest, mm-hmm. I am not the world's biggest sour fan this is incredible. Yeah, you this should is, also try the apricot goza. Okay, by the way. I'm going to try those. These are two, maybe I'll wait till just seven. Just get a little sniff of it. But, Arguably, well, two of the best beers we ever. But made honest to God, a, Matt, when I when beer. I tried this, the first thing I thought of was Thanksgiving, Christmas. That's that's what I would have with with a meal if I was entertaining guests. Is yep. that right there? That's why we put it out right now. Is <laughs> yeah. definitely it's uh you know apples and cranberry, apple pie, cranberry relish, all that stuff. It's um, really good. I was a bit of a doubter, Matt. So Getting you're not that, a sour fan either? Uh, no, this is daddy's juice. Oh, really? What, okay. I, I have a son, so my staff lovingly calls all the sours. We've got, um, like we have four sours on tap right now. Okay. So, and I enjoy all of them. Okay. Um, but part of this apple cranberry, we, um, a few months ago, we came out with an apricot goza, which is a uh, coriander and sea salt uh, sour base that we added a lot of apricot juice to. Sure. Really nice blend. The stone fruit brings out um, the salt really well. <clears throat> the apple cranberry, the sour that we've got out, that we just released two weeks ago. Sounds about right, yeah. We yeah. have it in stock now. Yeah, so yeah. Elevated's got all these beers in stock right now. Um, I mean, that's part and parcel to um, in trying to, I don't want to say keep up with the Joneses, but um, Ryan and I were discussing earlier, it's kind of like what's, uh, we've got a, a great core for, we've got an American IPA, the Empty Rowboat, Como Claw Pilsner, um, Buddy Shack Juicy Pale Ale, 
um, Last Fathom, Wild Rice Lager, have those year round. Going into 2019, um, this year we canned a Blood Orange IPA, got the Apricot Goza, the Apple Cranberry. We're going to be doing a Blackberry Blue Vice, a Passion Fruit Sour, a Raspberry Sour. Um, in January, uh, beginning February, Ryan, get ready. Um, we're going to be canning a Brute IPA, um, then a New England IPA, a Mango IPA late summer. So we're basically just wanting to introduce a lot more packaged product to the market. So you mentioned, let's back up a little bit. Sure. There was a lot going on there. And yes, there's a lot all, of beers. These, these are all fantastic <laughs> beers because I've, I've tried a lot of them. Um, but that Blood Orange IPA, can can we talk a little bit about that? Because that was kind of a sensation locally, uh, at least for the past summer, maybe two now. Um, what goes into that beer? Uh, how 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 do you how do you achieve that type of uh, that type of pronounced flavor when it comes to, to the blood orange IPA? So Matt Matt Lang, my partner, he likes to call it layers of flavor. Um, so there's blood orange puree added during the boil, not much. A lot of complex hops, um, like some New, Ze- uh, New Zealand varieties, um, some West Coast varieties. And then when it goes into the fermenter, he pitches the yeast, um, and then he adds. I, I mean, I, I saw the invoice for all this organic blood <laughs> orange uh, puree, um, and then later on adds a little bit of blood orange. It's pure blood orange, but it's concentrated. Um, and then he actually dry hops it with uh, dried Spanish orange peel. Hmm. Which is weird. So let me <laughs> but ask you. It works you, really well. And me, it was extremely well received. Let me ask you, Matt. So when you saw the invoice for that beer, did you get excited because you were curious of the flavor, or did the business side of you come out and get pissed because of how much he was spending on making the beer? I don't. I don't question anything. <laughs> that he, no, it's super valid. I don't question anything he buys. Sure. I mean, he's he's not. He doesn't buy things for frivolous reasons. Right. Um, however, he. I did see a little package come in the mail uh, a few days ago, and I opened it up. You have a policy like when something comes, just open it. It might it be perishable. Yeah, yeah. Might it might be, be frozen. For me. Yeah, okay. it might not be for me. Who it cares? might be the just glitter box that the guy it. was putting on right. his patio. Yeah. The, no, you guys didn't see that news story. I saw it. Okay, thank you. Okay, so at least it, somebody got it. Thank it was uh, a few sheets of gold leaf. Oh, you'll make so a he, gold schlager esque beer. That would be he so took cool. A cask of the brute IPA, and if you don't know what a brute IPA is, um. Size was a brewery in in uh, California, and this brewer just had this notion to basically make an IPA with not a lot of hops, and in fermentation you can add an enzyme to it that breaks down all the small chain sugars. So essentially, the yeast is doing is eating the sugars and turning them into alcohol. Okay. Okay. So there's always residual sugar left over. Like I'm not going to go into it's like one to ten whatever our milk stout has is seven our IPA is four. Um, adding this enzyme, and then he added a clarifying agent, which actually makes all the gluten drop out. So this is like basically a gluten free beer as well. Just if you don't like gluten, this will be for you. Um, it brings the beer down to point nine nine nine. So there's no there's less than no sugar. Okay, and then he dry hops the high heck out of it so there's it finishes like a champagne and hmm. that it's and you you over carbonate it more than you would a normal beer so it's highly carbonated 
So you get lots of little tiny bubbles, which changes the complexity of the IPA. So are you targeting with the beer like that? And I think I know the answer to this, but are you <laughs> are you targeting the non-beer drinker or is this is this kind of a, a change up for the beer drinker to have in a celebratory mood? I, I guess I'm just curious what the intention of that style of beer is. I'll tell you exactly. My sister got married um, about two hours north of San Francisco in October. Um, I went to, I think, three breweries. I went to the liquor store almost every day. Yep. They we follow trends on the West Coast, and there were brewed IPAs. Huh. At all. So I came back and I was like, "Hey, Lang, we should do a brewed. We're IPA. gonna make a brewed IPA." Yeah. And like two weeks later, other breweries are coming out with them. Yeah. There's other breweries that have them in cans. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. yeah. So it's are you like, going to be able to yeah. can your brewed IPA? Because some of those brewed IPAs can't take can conditioning because they pop the tops of the cans hey, off. You. Yeah, your brains. That, well, because we had that on here, right? Okay, because so we're talking we've had about a lot of brewed IPAs lately. Oh, you gotta say, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was yeah. reading up well, on I was that. just, I'm just yeah. trying to make it. No, but I mean, is that, uh, do you have to bottle it? No, or, or you totally not. So our, our canning line is only going to allow us to hit a certain level of carbonation. Okay. So it will not be as carbonated as we like. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, to style, this isn't this is a newer style. Yeah, it doesn't so, it, it doesn't miss the style. Right, it still falls into the style. Enter this in a contest. It's okay. like this is the first time we've made it. We we're we're trying to make new stuff. Can we're you to make keg new- it uh, to a higher carbonation? Exactly. You can. Okay, well, so we're gonna can it first. There'll still be thirty barrels left in the ninety barrel bright tank, mm-hmm. and then we'll carbonate that a little bit more. I say we. I actually have nothing to do with okay. that. <laughs> but Matt will. But Matt, Matt will uh-huh. carbonate it a little bit more and then put it in kegs. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to jump to the mango beer that you're coming up with because I love mango beer. In fact, I was up in my cabin and I had a mango cart from the people at Mango Cart. I don't know who that is. And it was the bottom of the keg and it was like mango juice, like a thick mango juice. I had no idea that that would settle. When you make beers with blood orange, do you want the the bars and restaurants that are carrying this to like order a smaller keg or blow it out faster? I mean, what, do you have to worry about it settling, the fruit or the the deep color settling in the bottom of the keg? Is that such a thing? Or is it, was I just, because I think Ryan told me, oh, you had the bottom of the keg. I'm like, oh my God, it, it totally, it came out like a syrup. It was so thick. It was so, it was so good. Oh, it was good. Okay. Oh, it, no, it was, it tasted just like mango juice. It was absolutely delicious with, with a beer with keg. Alcohol in it. Yes. <laughs> um, there, there, there is some concern. I think one of the, one of the, Bigger things that I learned after starting Lake Monster Brewing and watching Matt, you know, do his craft over the last three years. Um, during the first week or so that the beer's in the fermenter, there's active fermentation. So he lets it ferment out until he sees fit. And then, so the beer's at, you know, 67 to 71 degrees. If it's a lager, it's an ale, but the temperature's controlled in the, in the tank. And then he'll do what's called crash. He'll crash the tank. So he turns it down to 35 degrees. Active fermentation stops and the, everything just drops out. Because when the yeast is eating the sugars, it's moving all around mm-hmm. and creating carbon dioxide and it's off-gassing. And so when you stop that, he lets like our Comoclaw Pilsner per se, but it's a lager with a high level of clarity. He lets that sit and just condition in the tanks for a long time. It's the same thing with the Blood Orange IPA. I mean, it doesn't matter. At the bottom of one of our Blood Orange kegs, like, there's no sludge or anything. Okay, there's not sediment in there. For you, maybe I could make one. 
Yeah, I'd probably like it. Food. Then yeah. I could say, Squishy yeah, I had my, had my fruit serving today. <laughs> what if well, that's, that's a new why... thing, you know? You just have, like, a little bit of juice at the bottom of your, your tart mango cart. I, or, I think or... it sounds kind of good. Yeah. I don't know. It was like it was it. mango cart was great it's when I like had it. Cocktails, yeah. sorts, you know? it, it. Anytime you can work in a fruit or vegetable into booze, that's why I love Bloody Mary so much. Because I get a celery stick and... Maybe some meat. And some, maybe some, some meat. Cheese. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I like I'll take it. I like your style. Uh, Matt, by the way, with Lake Monster Brewing Company, the guest here in the beer show, two tastings this weekend, Friday from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location of Elevated, Saturday from 3 to 5 in White Bear Lake. And uh, I do have to make mention, too, we were uh, actually over at your tap room just a couple of weeks ago. We had a going away party for uh, Elizabeth in our promotions department. And oh, I said, great. she and she's a huge craft beer fan, and or she's just a raging lush, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, but But she said, let's go to Lake Monster. It's right over here. And I went, oh, God, that's right. So we went over there and you guys, it was that, it was a Wednesday and we had gotten a big time snowstorm. So it was great because there was just like 15 of us in there. It was awesome. You should mention that tap room is. It's sick. It's really That's a really out, cool yeah. spot, man. That was my first, I've had your beer a million times. But it was my first time inside your tap room. That's a really cool spot. Thank you should you. be proud. Yeah. No, it, it does. Uh, we have a, we have a pretty big tap room. I mean, their legal capacity is 363. And we have a private event space that you can reserve um, or just in the weekends. If it's not reserved, it's overflow yep. um, that holds 60 seated 90 to a hundred mingling. And we'd, you know, though, when we were there tonight, it was packed. Yeah, yeah. it was packed. But <laughs> what's nice is you have parking though. It's that's, not just also, that's yeah, the part I was going to go because when you're, you know, battling for places for the, for the, for the dollar, I mean, mm-hmm. having a good spot like that with free parking nearby, that's huge because honestly, that's, I think that's what keeps the types like me, the suburbanites, away a little bit. Is mm. I don't want to drive all the way yeah. there. Where would I park? I have to pay to park, no. and I got to walk seventeen blocks. But doing something like that is so much simpler. I and I, I love it. So kudos, you guys are a great spot. Thanks. So we have regulars that literally drive from Bloomington and Edina and Woodbury that that we see. My staff like they come in on a regular basis. That's cool. We're right off ninety four, and they know they can park. Mm-hmm. The summer we have two. I have another 150 seats outside. I have two huge patios. It's yeah. It's, I'm very fortunate. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, so before we run out of time here, uh, anything upcoming for events and whatnot for you guys at Lake Monster Brewing? In addition to all the great beer you guys are uh, unveiling here at the moment. Off the top of my head, I'm mostly like the last. Recently, it's a lot of it's been about beer. Sure. Um, in our Saturday before um, Halloween, we had our second annual Monster Bash. So we have a big uh, concert. You know, five bands, eight hours, tons cool. of specialty beers. Um, stay tuned. We likely are going to have something. Um, when you discover you have another anniversary June. on something yes. else. Yeah. yeah. Next year at about <laughs> the, this time. Yeah. The, the anniversary of that it's June 2019. Nice. Um, but yeah, we're in conversation with our booking agent to get some more bands. Cool. And, yeah. That's so very stay cool. Stay tuned. Uh, and Ryan, as we were mentioning, uh, both locations will feature Lake Monster for the weekly tasting. Right, yeah. Five to seven at Minneapolis tomorrow night and three to five on Saturday at White Bear. And, and you guys are big fans of Lake Monster Brewing. Huge fans, yeah. And, and whenever we have a guest on that has a great variety pack, too, especially at this time of year, I like to mention that. So look for their look for the Lake Monster. Is there Was there a name for it? I forgot. Is It's the Monster Medley. The Monster Medley. Yes, yes. <laughs> fantastic. Monster medley. It's got fantastic our four-core beers in it. Um, and just to shout out, um, a good, I've swamped this weekend. Um, but a, a really good friend of mine, Hank is going to be doing both the tastings, um, at both stores. 
And he will be the first to point out that on the bottom of the Monster Medley 12-pack, there is a coupon for a free beer in our tap room. Oh, cool. So yeah, that's cool. I think it's $15.99, $16.99. Yeah. yeah, so... You know, beers are six bucks. Your twelve pack just became an eleven dollar twelve pack. That's, That's a good deal. Pack. That is right? a good deal. Yeah. I mean, no one else is doing that. No. So yeah, good looking out for for customers that are loyal and and uh, rewarding them with something extra. I should mention real quick too. Last minute shoppers, of course, hit up Elevated always. It's just we make it so easy with these build your own six packs, uh, especially for the 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 fun kind of Minnesota mixes. There's yep. so many different beers to try right now that it's going to be hard to. Uh, to not make it quick and uh, and and very easy on you to to find a stocking stuffer uh, with beer or with a gift card. Check out those two. And I just sent uh, Gail from our business office your way. Uh, she was asking me because she's not a beer drinker; she's more of a a vodka drinker. But she needed to buy a gift uh, for for a beer fan. I said, no doubt, easy. go out there. Yep. You can ma- they'll help you build a six pack if you have no idea what you're talking about. You know exactly. what I like to do is bring in a list of like seventy five names. And then just buy a bunch of stuff, and they'll never think it's just for me. And I just take it home and don't give anyone to anything. I just stock my fridge yes. in my garage. Yep. So for Mike, there's the rewards program. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's important, too. That's cool. Yeah, And uh, you guys, the, the, the thing I love about your staff is it doesn't matter who you are when you walk in. You aren't going to get looked down upon if you're not a beer snob no, or a beer know-it-all. We're here to help navigate, and we're here to... Uh, to kind of expose and to uh, kind of wade through these waters with you, right. um, not to, not tell you what's right or wrong. Even if the guy comes in and says, "I need some more cedar," if they say cedar, you say, "Get out." No, because no, okay. I'm one of those guys. Oh, you do? Yeah. I need He's more seed dinner. Uh, and you guys are all over the social media channels and do a good job of keeping updated on, you know, kind of what's trending, what's yeah. new, and, and who's featured that particular week. Absolutely. And, and, and again, uh, New Brew Thursday is always kind of the go-to. You have to follow our page just for that. There's just so much going on, especially this time of year, and that's your easiest way to kind of get access to what's happening and what's relevant. Uh, and Matt, by the way, if people wanted to find out more information about Lake Monster Brewing, where they can locate your beer, upcoming events, things of that nature, is everything online? Yeah, LakeMonsterBrewing.com. I mean, we've got a there's a beer finder map where um, you know the draft is hard to keep up with sometimes, but sure. all the stores are in there. Um, if you follow us on Facebook. Um, Pretty regular on Twitter. We've got a pretty attractive Instagram account. Cool. Um, yeah, and I will say again, with uh, I I I live in the neighborhood in South Minneapolis in Longfellow where the, the elevated wine beer spirits is, and you know it it is definitely one of the premier craft and spirit stores in the Twin Cities. No Ryan doubt, Ryan does an amazing job. I'm there regularly, and I yeah do stop in. I try to find the the one employee that doesn't know who I am because I go there so often. Like, oh God, they're gonna think I'm in here again. I know it sounds like radio fodder, but Damn. it's actually like no, it's, it's, true. it's true. true. It's true. Oh, he's in here again. He must have run out really quick. Anyway. Yeah, he'd like to think everyone was joking. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not. Matt, thanks for coming, man. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me. You got it. And Ryan, uh, a continued success with everything that you guys are doing at Elevated. You guys are the best. And thanks for uh, the relationship over the last years. And Merry Christmas. Thanks you as well. You Merry got Christmas. it. Uh, we'll step aside for just a brief moment and come back and wrap things up. You're listening to the Beer Show. Live on 1500 ESPN. Beer, 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 this beer, is the Beer Show. The most wonderful drink in the world. Hooray! On 1500 ESPN. This is the Beer Show. Chug your beer. On 1500 ESPN. Michael, you're all about negotiation. And, sure. And, and, and what you can... So... I read The Art of the Deal by Donald Trump. So, you'll appreciate this. Okay. So, my wife and I... Um, we were negotiating what we're going to do for Christmas gifts for mm-hmm. the boys. 
It's and adorable. I had an idea. It's adorable that you think you were negotiating, but that's That's okay. exactly <laughs> where I'm going. That's exactly where I'm going. <laughs> Sorry. I am a, a, a father, and this isn't, I think I'm better than it. I, I don't think it's my spot to buy them toys. Okay. To buy the, you know, they get all, they get sure. spoiled Plenty by grandma and grandpa yeah. and, and aunts and uncles and godparents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm more about whether it's their birthday, whether it's, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm more about experiences. Mm-hmm. For instance, um, for my oldest son's birthday, you know, I took him to a hockey game. Yeah, you went to the I, wild game. I want yeah, things those are like big, that. memorable things. Because yeah. he's going to remember things like that way more than he's going to remember some crap toy he got that lasted 15 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. So we started talking about, and we've been pet free in our house for almost two years. Okay. And I can, and we both grew up in far, sure. on farms. And so I could tell it has really started to kind of eat away at, at, at the missus. Okay. And so she started to kind of put the vibe out there that she was interested in maybe getting a pet. Oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And I said, you know, it just oh, it's been so nice to not have to worry about if we want to go somewhere mm. for the extended weekend. Yeah, we don't have to pay the seventy bucks to watch the dog. So and... then she got the idea that we were going to get a cat. Okay, for the boys. Oh, for the boys. For, yes. Well, they were really hinting at it. it would be such good responsibility mm. and blah blah blah. Oh, so yeah, I didn't okay. want to get a cat, mm. and she wanted to get a cat. So we negotiated. And we got a cat. Yeah, you got a cat. So nice. she actually just went and picked it up, and she okay. was on her way home nice. at, 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 with the new cat. And here I'm thinking, okay, we got a hamster. And keep in mind, my boys are seven and four, mm-hmm. all right? My seven-year-old is actually extremely responsible. If, sure. if I give him an assigned task, he can do it. I actually believe that he will carry that out. And at seven, you have some clarity of mind, yeah. right? The four-year-old, we got no shot. Okay. None. He was actually here today because of a lack mm-hmm. of communication in, in the homestead. And he's also the one that let the hamster out while grandma was over and just forgot to lock it. Sure. So we had him gone for like three days. But you found him. By the grace of God oh, is the only reason we okay. found him. He was, or did the rat trap find him? And that's right. I'm I'm thinking you're gonna let you're gonna let this kid be in charge of a pet, yeah. and, and he's gonna be decapitated yes. by the new cat you just bought. So I mean, you know, you know, cats poop in your house. They have a, like a box that they just poop in. They I walk know. right up. You know the best part. So I was uh, one. Let me tell you a little cat story. So when I was married way back in the day, my ex wife at the time had two cats, really nice cats, and sure. I don't dislike cats. Sure. So I'm in my basement of my house and I'm cleaning out because, of course, she no longer cleans the cat box because she's married to me. So I'm the guy who just can't take them dirty. You're in charge. So I'm in charge. So we have two cat boxes because we have two cats. Yep. So I'm scooping out, out of one and one of my cats is staring me deep in the eyes, right? <laughs> and I have this beautiful oriental rug in the basement. Right. And the cat looks at me and says, oh, since you're cleaning my cat box, I'm just going to pee here on your oriental rug. I peed on the rug. I swear to God, that rug lasted in my house four more days till I had to pick it up and throw it because out. Because of the odor. Because the odor, and you yeah. can't get it clean. Nope. And there's no, like, underneath, it was a cement floor below it, so it, like, didn't really penetrate into the cement. But I just, it, it, I couldn't get it out of my mind because of scent. I was like, okay. I'm just wait. I was just waiting for the days for the cat to be like, man, that cat's getting really old. Like mm-hmm. it might be time. Mm-hmm. And I love animals. I truly do. I do too. But and come on, I grew up as a dog guy. I was always a dog. Me guy. Too. We would have farm cats, but they're all outside. Outside, yeah, chasing rats and, and getting then, rid well, of that you'd crap. find half of them, and you'd be like, wait, yeah, like there's there's the back half of Sparkle. But here's the 
the worst part is I married someone that's a cat person. Okay. And that's fine. Sure. So we'd have one in the house. But I, I, I again, I, I compromised because I thought, okay, if we're going to have either or, I guess I would prefer it to be a cat because I love dogs. Mm. Always have, always will. But the one thing I don't want to do, I don't want to, at 10 o'clock at night in the middle of January, have to go take the dog for a walk. Oh, well, you have a backyard with I a know, fence, but right? I don't want dog poop over, all over my over backyard, backyard either. Yes. I don't want that. No, no. So that, that's, that's why I went. So instead, I, you'll have a, just a cat. Crapping in your basement. Oh and then here's the worst part. <laughs> and I, again, I'm not mad. We, we own a pet store. You don't know that. We have a pet store. Fratelloni's owns Twin Cities Pet Food Warehouse. It's a pet food store. I did not know you that. You did not know that. So, I mean, I truly do love dogs and cats. Right. I don't love the fact that I have to clean up after them. All, and, and I'm neurotic. You might not have caught sure. that. I can't take, oh, when the cat poops in the cat box, I go down and clean it out. Yeah. I don't, like, find it three days later. I don't say, want oh. it to just sit there. No, it, it doesn't. Because fa- they don't flush. Those cat boxes mm-hmm. don't flush down. So, nope. it's just sitting there. And uh, I also did not know this, but apparently the cat that we decided to get, mm-hmm. and we being her, sure. is a Siamese cat. Oh. A purebred Siamese cat. Oh. And um, I mentioned this to a friend of mine, mm-hmm. and he sent me a link. These things live forever. Really? Do they have like some thousand dollar a year service that they need to have because Siamese oh, cats sure. have been inbred so oh, much now yeah. that their jaws don't close oh, normally. Tr- even if it doesn't recommend that, trust uh, me, this okay. cat's going to get All that right. kind of treatment. Okay, so let me see. What do you name a cat in your household? I'm not even going to play that game because it ain't going to be up to me anyway. Okay, so you, you don't have this thing yet. Here's where well, it's li- it literally just got to my house. Okay, But guess where my mind went when mm. I saw the shelf life of this cat? That your kids are going to be out of college... Sure, I okay. went down that road, yeah. but then guess where my mind ended up? This know. damn thing's going to outlive me. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have the last laugh. It's going to say, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll be dancing on your grave, yeah. old man. Your urn's going to fall off the, oh. the mantelpiece, and it's going to walk over to your dust. Anyway. And, well, so that's so... People I, are probably tuning in. I thought this was a beer show. Why are they talking about cats? You have to pick a name. I mean, can you pick... So I, I'm, It's not up to me. Really? It's up to the. It's up to her and the kids. Well, won't you, I want no part of it. Your kids are going to say... Um, you know, forward or penalty play. I mean, they're gonna like pick some. No, they'll sports. come up with potty names. Oh, you they're, think so? They're two oh, boys. Come okay. On. Yeah. You know, let's call it poopy pants. That's what that's what little boys do. You should name it Princess. Ooh. So when you have to go outside looking for it because it's lost, you can say, "Come here, Princess." Yeah. Princess. Uh huh. That would be good. So right? I, I or want, man card. No, let's come not here, do man that. card. So I'm gonna shift to another non-related beer <laughs> okay. topic and one that's a little bit more on not on the downside, but it it really gave me a glimpse. Speaking of kids, of mm-hmm. of what. The next generation has to deal with that. Uh, that obviously we never had to when we were kids. Sure. So every Tuesday, um, I go and I read to my son's reading class. Mm-hmm. It's it's really cool. Her, his teacher, Mrs. Hempel, is awesome. So my and job, you get a little refresher on your skills. Yeah, so. it's it's, it's <laughs> Help, fun. I get to read some of the harder words. I get to read Billy the Starfish, sure. you know, things like that, and I'm kind of animated. So yes, they, they they totally they dig it. it. Okay. They love it. And so I get in there. It's always for like 45 minutes every Tuesday morning. It's great. It's nice. And so I go in there. I'm like, hey, how are you? How was your weekend? Oh, good, good, good. And so it was about 15 minutes before I'm supposed to be done. And she said, hey, I need you to come in the classroom because normally I sit outside. There's like a kind of a central gathering area. And I said, oh, that was kind of weird. Whatever. So I go sit down. And literally two minutes after that, all the lights shut off. The doors shut and locked. Oh no! They had they had a lockdown. Oh, really? And I'm literally 
about to evacuate everything in my body because sure. I'm thinking, oh my, uh, Is this first real? of all, grabbing yeah. my kid yeah. and I, it's, rest of me on your own. Yeah. But she lo- looked at me like, it's okay. Like, mm. And I, I could tell right away that she knew this was going to happen, which mm. is why she brought me. But I just thought, like, you know, that that sense of, oh my God, that yeah. helplessness. Yes, what if this was happening and for I, real? Th- I literally could, I, I, it was all I could to not sit there and start bawling because I thought, oh my God. They have to deal with this These crap. poor kids are hiding under tables and um, I thought, we never had to deal no. with this crap. But e- even just, I remember tornado drills sure. and they'd kind of like say, tuck your head down and you're like, why? You know, this is just a drill. And that was scary as a little kid. But right? your you, girls are going through that sure. same thing. Yeah, you know? and, and I just, that's, watching the, the innocence of these first graders. Mm. But what was really eerie to me personally was the fact that none of this seemed weird to them mm-hmm. which and is good because then it doesn't freak them out as much because i right? we even talked about it a little bit when i got home that night mm-hmm. and it not one of it not one bit of it phased him yeah if you yeah. said what'd you do at school today that active shooter drill didn't come up no yeah. no he, well they, i had he, pizza sticks he calls it hiding oh we hid uh, okay and i just like whoa that's, wow. that's wild. That's, yeah. That, when, hey, way to bring up a really awesome topic, Reavers, right oh, at the end of the show. Well, it's those kids when they sell the blankets to protect their kids from bullets, like, oh. Or as, you know, crazy. Lewis Black would always say, we they had us hide under kindling. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had the, the bomb, or, you know, back in the 60s or whatever sure. it was with the, with the, with the, with the, the bomb. The warning. atomic bombs. Anyway. Yeah. You could hide under nothing. But it was, it was a, because, you know, I, I, the only time, only experience now that I have is with my son at sure. schools and whatnot. But it, oh, man, that was, that was, that was wild. Well, Reavers, have a good Christmas. I will. Michael and you too it's always a fun time of the year for a lot of uh, uh, varying reasons but it's also a, a good time to remember that you know take care everybody out there Absolutely. you know pick up the phone and make that phone call and uh, you know put put everything aside man it's it's a it's a fun time of the year it's a festive time of the year party safe and party hard that's, that's usually us, our mantra right? all right? we got is us that's right so um if you missed a portion of the program and you can even zip through the part of my uh my, the, the ending here with about the cat crap story <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> check out the podcast you can find it online at 1500espn.com also available online at podcast one uh we are live inside of the tcl broadcast studios that's mike fredaloni my name is chris reavers we will talk to you again next thursday night but until then cheers